Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Greg for a look ahead to the Lower Leagues in Scotland and a special look ahead as well to the 2022 World Cup, which all kicks off on Sunday, Greg. It does, very exciting. I must admit, I've not given the World Cup too much focus over the last few weeks. Far too busy enjoying Scottish football, English football, Norwegian football, but it's been given my full focus over the last few days. Yeah, it's going to be wall to wall, I think, over the next uh, month or so, and we're delighted to be joined by Scottish football expert, Div McDonald from Pine Bovril. How's things, Div? <laughs> Nobody's ever called me an expert. Yeah, I've called uh, you that before, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you always bring me up, thank you. Thanks for having me on again, I'm very well, thank you. Good, great to have you back on the show. Uh, no Premiership to go through this week, but we'll get a quick run through of the Scottish lower leagues, uh, and it just seems to be getting tougher and tougher in those lower leagues, um, and we'll have a wee run through some of the World Cup bets, some of the specials, have a look at outright markets and stuff like that, um, but we're going to try and condense it all into a, a wee quick half-hour show this week. So, without further ado, let's get started. Greg, last week was pretty good, Scottish Nap won again. Yeah, St Mirren v Rangers Corners, uh, Div St Mirren's side doing the business really, they got a, a influx of corners right before half time and it did take a 95th minute Rangers corner uh, to bring that in, but great to see the nap land again, we had Alloa v Queen of the South goals land and we had Hamilton v Ayr goals on the Friday night, so three main bets for the weekend all landed on the channel, which is good. We did invite David Weatherston onto the podcast this week, <laughs> have four of us on, but he is in LA. So that's how he rolls. Jet setter. <laughs> yeah, it was a good weekend and we're well on track to make it a, a, an astonishing nine consecutive profitable month, which is great. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I was thinking about you when I seen those, I think it was three consecutive corners in the space of a minute. Oh, I was very, very excited. We love that, don't we? <laughs> Uh, okay, so as I said, there's no Premiership for the next four weeks, I think it is, uh, but the Scottish Lower Leagues are still continuing, so there's still plenty for us to have a look ahead to. Uh, Div, we're going to have a look at the Championship. We spoke, well, you've obviously been on the podcast quite a few times this season, but right at the beginning of the season, we spoke about how difficult this league was going to be, and one of your bets for the season every week was going to be to take five draws every weekend. It's not quite landed yet this season, has it? No, it's not. Actually, it's been a bit disappointing. Um, it's still an absolutely, completely crazy league. I mean, you'd have been locked up if you'd said a few weeks ago, Patrick <laughs> Fissel would be bottom of the form table. So, um, it's uh, yeah, it's just, it's mad. But, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think, like, say, United and Morton have been real surprise packages. And uh, it is, it's a fantastic league. Yeah, I'm finding it hard to trust anyone, Greg, and seeing Partick Thistle, six defeats in a row, 17 to 20 at home, gives me the absolute fear this weekend. Well, they're actually, they're actually 19 to 20 now. Oh, so they? I think we're starting to wisen up that they're a bit of a shambles at the moment, Thistle. Six consecutive defeats is unacceptable in that league. Unacceptable. But you couldn't really back Arbroath either, could you? No. Two really poor teams at the moment. Uh, that match is best left alone. I'm pretty sure Thistle will have his backers, though. Uh, what you're going to get is probably just almost even money but I, I wouldn't like to be back in a side that's just lost six consecutive games over to you Dev not for me <laughs> I, I, I am not leaving that game alone I think <laughs> I think Thistle to score over one and a half team goals at home is a really good bet in this I know they have they have really struggled recently but they have hit two or more goals in five of their seven home games and despite a really bad run they do tend to score goals at, especially at home and I think are both pretty porous 
especially on the road. I think that's what scored two goals in this game is not beyond them. And so that'll be part of the PMB treble this weekend. Yeah, I think the only thing is that part of this run can't go on forever, can it? No, it can't. No. I, I, do you know what? If I was to pick a winner out of this match, I would pick this over at home. As they've said, and you, you say, they have to get this out at some point. They're not, they're not going to lose seven games in a row. They definitely won't lose this game, but I'm not convinced they're going to score two goals. Although the even money on them scoring two goals is, is a possibility. Yeah, my only concern would be, I know you're saying our brothers are pretty porous, Div, but they're not losing, they're not doing well, but they're not losing a lot of goals at the moment. One each last week, one each week before, two and a week before, clean sheet the week before that, a one nil defeat, then a 1-1, a 1-1. So, you know, they're not shipping loads of goals, really. Don't talk me out of it. I'm, okay. I'm committed. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so that's leg one of the P&B uh, treble. Leg two also comes to the Championship, and it's at Wraith Rovers v Queen's Park. Yeah, again, another team that just uh, likes scoring goals at home. Wraith have hit three goals in the last three games uh, at, at home, uh, and they've hit two or more in five of their six at home. Queen's Park are mental. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get with them. Um, they score goals, they concede goals, their goals just seem to follow them about. So again, I think Wraith to hit two goals at home to them uh, at just under evens is a good a good price tomorrow. Uh, so that's the second leg of the PNB treble. Yeah, can't really argue with that one, to be honest. Um, one team I did want to touch on was Inverness. Catholic Thistle, Greg, a bit wow. like Partick wow. Thistle. At one point, I think it was the home game against Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, were, they were flying at one point, weren't they? Absolutely flying. I think they'd have went top of the league that night, wouldn't they? Yeah, a surprising loss at home. And they're now just two points from their last 15. And they've fallen six points behind uh, leaders there who they obviously play on Saturday. I think this game, possibly for goals, lots of goals in their games this season. They can't defend, but they've got the the country's probably best marksman um, at the moment, whose name has evaded me. Um, Akinyemi, sorry. Yeah. So two cracking goals against uh, Morton, against Hamilton on Friday night. He's been a fantastic capture for them, and he'll be their main man again this weekend, potentially. 15-8 to eight for Inverness, 13-10 to 10 for Ayr. It's a tricky game to call, but I think there could be goals in this match. Yeah, I think that's probably as good an angle as any. I don't think I'm quite prepared to trust the United at 65 just yet. Uh, no, that would be a bit, it's a bit of an ask, but they keep doing it. They keep doing it again mm-hmm. and again. And as Greg said last Friday, I didn't see the game, but I've seen the goals and there were a couple of terrific goals he scored. Uh, and by all accounts, he didn't play particularly well and he still come away with three points and three goals. So, um, I, I think they, they could certainly go to a nice and win, but I'm not massively convinced I'd be touching it. Yeah, Greg Dundee are the shortest price team in the Championship this weekend, 4 to 9 at home to Hamilton. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's a fair price. I fully expect Dundee to get the job done. They, that comeback at Dundee could potentially ignite their season. If they've lost that match, um, I don't know if Gary Bohr would, would have um, managed to escape. Uh, the chop potentially, but they won that three two. Uh, got a decent win last weekend as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, four to nine could potentially be goals as well. Hamilton do score goals, so Dundee over two point five is also an opportunity here. Yep, and I've been a St Mirren fan. We couldn't let you off this week without mentioning <laughs> Morton, the forum team, and the championship. They're away to Cove this weekend. They're sitting second in the table. I bet you just couldn't wait for a Premiership <laughs> derby with Morton should they come up. I would absolutely love it. I actually tweeted that last weekend. I, I, no, I'm full of admiration for what Morton and, and Dougie Emery have done because they've, they've spent no, virtually no money. They've got a real shoestring budget down there. 
and they've, they've just defied uh, the pre-season expectations. They're doing really well, especially at home, really good at home. Um, and again, like uh, United, you wouldn't rule them out because you know it only team takes a team to just go on a wee run, get a bit of momentum in that league, and they could pull away because everybody else is cutting each other's throats. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be quite happy with Air Ormonton to come up um, next season. Uh, two great away days for us. And I think Greg just looking at Morton's forum seven unbeaten five wins and two draws in that run, and the two draws have been uh, awaited in D and Air United. So very, very impressive form uh, by Morton recently. Absolutely. Um, as Dev said at the start of the podcast, real surprise package. I, I had Morton to finish bottom three, bottom four this season in that league. But the surprise everyone so far, and they're the team to be backing at the moment. Can they do it on a November afternoon in Cove, though? No. That's my verdict. <laughs> um, I think Cove do a lot of their good work at home. It's a tricky match, and this league is not a league to be betting on teams to win. I think if you try and educate anyone this season on the championship, just back goals. Don't back any teams to win. Yeah. Okay. Not a lot catching the eye in the championship. Dev's obviously got his goals bets, which form part of his P and B travel. We'll get the third leg of that shortly. Let's have we move into League One. Dunfermline are five points clear, but the big news this week has been the departure of Jim McAnally from Peterhead. Dev. Yes, 11 years, just over 11 years in charge of wow. Peter Heads, the longest serving manager in the SPFL by a country mile. So he's left, which is a wee bit weird timing because obviously they had a really good result last weekend, uh, getting a draw at Airdrie. And they've had some better results recently, but uh, he's obviously just decided enough's enough and uh, uh, kind of put his feet up or whatever he wants to do. But yeah, a bit of a shocker. So Dick Campbell's now the longest serving manager in the four leagues, I think about five and a half years at our growth, so uh, it's quite a big jump, um, and a real shame to see him go. Yeah, I think you to say that, 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 uh, that Campbell was away to Peterhead. I, I thought, sorry, 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 I missed that. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, David Nichols who stepped in to uh, take charge on a caretaker basis, I think, at the moment, David Peterhead. Tough start for him, he's at home to Dunfermline, who are five points clear at the top of the table on Saturday. Yeah, the, but Peter had got a draw at East End Park, I think, as well. And, and uh, I wouldn't be trusting them filming up there. They have been really good this season, to be fair. But they don't score too many goals. Don't let in any goals, actually. So but I won't be touching anything in League One. I don't think this weekend it doesn't appeal at all. Yeah, Greg, everybody in their granny was on Dunfermline last week to beat Clyde. They actually had to come from two down and scored an 88th minute penalty just to claim a point. Yeah, it was a horrible weekend last weekend for punters. Really bad. Um, Peter Hay getting a result as well. Dunfermline dropping points at home to Clyde. They're both getting beat at one point, I think, Airdrie and Dunfermline. Uh, Dunfermline won to four on at the weekend, um, last weekend. Yeah. They're one to two away to Peter Head. I, th- I think they get the job done, but let's be honest, who wants to be back in a one to two shot away from home in League One? Not me. No. It's uh, it's a disaster written all over it. I think it's well worth just quickly mentioning that Jim Duffy got his uh, Clyde tenure off to a really good start uh, at Airdrie to kind of stop their rot. They were looking at 12 consecutive defeats and they ended up, was that a 1-0 draw they got at Airdrie? They did get a 1-0 draw, yeah. Yeah. And uh, only a minute away from winning, actually, they conceded in the last minute. Um, So, yeah, really good. Interesting appointment, Jim Duffy. I think he'll do well, Dave. Uh, I think he'll do alright yeah I think he's got great experience in the lower leagues and, uh, steady hands he does, he's, yeah he's just, it's a kind of unspectacular appointment but he should do you know better than they were 11 straight defeats was an unbelievable run uh, for, for Clyde they just couldn't seem to get out of it and 
at least they got that wee bounce last week. So you never know. I think the, the fat Sam of Scottish football. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been about the block a bit. Yes, indeed. Uh, in terms of League One, we do have a bet. That's Greg. You quite fancy the look of Alloa away to FC Edinburgh. Yeah, I do, I do like the look of this one. I think these are two sides going in opposite paths at the moment. Edinburgh City, after a good start to the season, are starting to slip away now. They are just 1-1-5. They lost at home to Queen of the South two weeks ago. A 2-0 defeat at Falkirk last week. Starting to slip down the table. It's fifth hosting fourth. Must admit, Allo are 2-1 at the start of the week to win on Saturday, eh, tomorrow. They're now 6-4. Uh, there's a good chance that will shorten as well. Mm-hmm. And I tipped on the channel, I think, on Tuesday, Allo to score two or more goals at a very, very attractive 13-8. to eight. Now, Allo are one of, the side, one of the league's form sides at the moment. Uh, three wins and a draw from the last four. Two no at Peterhead, two on V Clyde, a draw of V Kelty, and a 5-1 thumping of Queen in the South last weekend. Interestingly, they scored 10 goals in those five matches, but they had seven different goal scorers which I think is quite interesting. So yeah, goals yeah. coming throughout the team, which is good. Don't get me wrong, Edinburgh City's home form before that Queen of the South game has been very, very solid, very impressive. But I just think Edinburgh City, not being found out now, but it was always going to be a tough ask for them in this league. And I think Aloha, on this, in the form that they're in at the moment, they can definitely score two goals in this match at 13-8, to which I do think is a very, very good price. Yeah, FC Edinburgh slipping down the table a wee bit now. One of the teams that's kind of jumping up the way in the table is Montrose. Just one defeat in seven uh, for Montrose. They've won five, drawn one and lost one of those last seven. Uh, I just thought they might be worth a second look at 13-8 to eight at Queen of the South, given the form that they're in. Yeah, it is a good price. I think, obviously, Queen of the South will be smarting after last weekend's hammering at Alloa. But it's a long trade from Montrose at the Queen of the South. It's on a last tough pitch. Again, that, that no result would surprise us here. No yeah. result in that match would surprise you. Okay, jump into League Two. It's Dumbarton who are five points clear there. Um, they host Forfar uh, at the. But we've got a couple of games in League Two that we want to have a look at. Greg, you're quite keen on Annan home to Elgin. Yeah, just looking at this one, obviously Annan have shortened from evens into five to six. I think they've steadied the ship over the last couple of weeks. It's not been a great season for them, but that said, a, a really impressive 4-1 win away at Forfar, and they then went and beat Stirling Albion, who are having a great season 2-0 last week. And I know that was aided by a first half red card for Stirling Albion, but they still got the job done, scored two goals, and they welcome an Elgin side who are just leaking goals for fun at the moment. Elgin have conceded two or more goals now in all seven away matches. So, quiz time for you both. How many miles between Elgin and Annan? Oh, wow. I'll let Dev go first. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do the round trip. What's the round trip worth? How many round, mile round trip? Round, round trip. trip. 380. I'll go 381. <laughs> Try 520. Yeah, 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 I won. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a nine and a half hour round trip. Wow, wow. Um, don't get me wrong, some of Elgin's players are based in Central Belt, but it's a long, long journey. Annan have got a fantastic record at home, and in fact, just in general against um, Elgin. I think they've scored two or more goals now in the last six meetings between the sides, and they've only lost five matches at home against Elgin in the last 29. So they've got some really good head-to-head form at the moment. They're 
on a good run themselves, looking to make it a hat trick of wins, and and they all get, as we say, having a good season too, but they just ship far too many goals. So I'm more than happy to take Annan over 1.5 goals at evens. Yeah, I do love a geography-based bet. <laughs> I've got more of them to come. <laughs> good. Uh, also in League 2, Div, uh, Stenhouse Muir against Bonnerig. Bonnerig having a really tough time, although they did get a point last week. Do uh, quite fancy goals for Stenhouse Muir, which is understandable. There's been loads of goals in those uh, Stenhouse Muir games recently. I'm guessing this is as much a bet against Bonnerig as it is for Stenhouse Muir. <laughs> Yeah, again, as Greg said, kind of just avoiding outcomes in this league, just going for goals. Stenny's stats are unbelievable. Both teams have scored in the last 13 games. They've had over two and a half goals scored in the last 15 games, and they've hit two or more goals themselves in 10 of the last 11. So it's a pretty easy bet. Stenny to score two goals against a Bonnerig team. They don't ship too many, but they have they have shipped, they shipped three at Elgin. Uh, two against Stirling, four against East Fife, and, and uh, obviously a draw at four for last week. So the shipping goals, Stenishmere are scoring loads. It, it's, it looks an easy bet to me. Uh, and again, it's just under even. So that, oh, sorry, it was 1.83 I got on that one at the start of the week. Uh, so that's that's the third leg of the PNB treble. We've taught them well. Yes, he did teach me well. Yeah, those results are incredible. The last 10 games have been 3 1, 3 3, 1 2, 2 4, 2 2, 1 3, 2 1 in the cup, 2 2, 2 2, 3 2. Oh, so I, glorious, I think I might, might invest in a Stenhouse Muir season ticket. Yeah, as <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're trying to squeeze some value out of it because over two and a half goals is only 1.6 uh, now. Uh, and I've just had a quick look staying on there into 1.72 to score two goals. But I, I think I bet last week was uh, over two and a half in both teams to score. It just seems to come in every week with them. So, yeah. um, well worth keeping going until until it stops. Okay, we'll recap that wee Pine Bovril treble at the end of the podcast. Um, anything else in League 2 for you guys before we delve into the World Cup? No, I just point to Pete and echo Dib's thoughts on backing goals across League 1 and League 2. I think it's a case that the 10 games for at least 6 or 7 of them look really strong for goals. So there's definitely an over 2.5 goals Acker treble or fourfold to be had. Yeah, yeah. I think we had uh, over one and a half come in every single game, didn't it? In the we did. Last we week. did, mate. So I think I think that's a bet I started mentioning last season. I've not mentioned it that often this season, but it's a bet that I do every week. League one, league two. The price has shortened quite dramatically, though. It used to get about 10 to 1, 11 to 1 on over 1.5 match goals across league one and league two. It's now about 7 to 1, 8 to 1. But I was with you last weekend and I added two games from the championship. Thankfully, they both won as well. So I think that paid 12 to 1 last weekend. But yeah, I, I would do that every week. I think it's landed at least three times this season already. So definitely worth all doing. Good stuff. Uh, as I say, we'll recap all those bets in Scotland before we finish up. But let's have a look at the upcoming World Cup. Greg, your general thoughts on the most expensive, least anticipated, most controversial World Cup <laughs> of all time? Um. Yeah, it's kind of been like that, hasn't it? It's not really caught the imagination. But I must say, uh, Div and I had a quick chat before the podcast and having spent a bit of time yesterday and today looking at the results, the results, the matches, the fixtures, the, the specials that are on offer, it's quite a few really exciting markets and some of the data that's coming out as well um, points towards, I think, focusing on penalties, potential cards. So I'm not that fussed at the moment in terms of the actual matches themselves. There's quite a few opportunities in terms of group winners. Uh, to finish bottom that I like the look of as well or the dual forecast but I think penalties for me is a big one which we can touch upon uh, very shortly 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. We've obviously seen an influx of penalties in the Scottish Premiership with the introduction of VAR, so that might not be the worst angle. Uh, Greg, from a <laughs> three Scottish guys sitting trying to record a World Cup podcast is quite ironic, I suppose. Obviously no Scotland there, not even any Scottish referees. Uh, our only Scottish interest is probably Australia's adopted striker, Jason Cummings, uh, and the boy that plays for Holland called Dumfries. <laughs> You've been waiting for that all day, haven't you? To make the Dumfries one out. <laughs> Look at the markets, though, in terms of the betting. Obviously, Brazil favourite 72, Argentina, France, England, obviously, shouldn't be anywhere near 8 to 1 for this. They should be double figures. Uh, Holland and Germany, 12 to 1, 11 to 1. I must admit, I, I do like the look of the top two in the betting. I think France are quite interesting in the fact that they were absolutely shambolic and dire in the Nations League, but I'm going to overlook that. Um, and I've got a nice little treble that I've shared in the channel today, which is Brazil to win their group. Now, Switzerland and Serbia, are they going to cause Brazil that many problems? I don't think they will. Argentina are in the group. It involves Poland and Mexico. Again, fully expecting Argentina to come up on top of that group. So that double pays nearly evens. And finally, France at 4-9. to nine. Their only main challenge will be from Denmark, who who, beat, who defeated them twice in the Nations League. But I'm just thinking for France to come good on the big stage. They've got a fantastic squad, some world-class players. And that Brazil, France, Argentina to top their group treble, piece two to one with Betway. Dave, your thoughts on that? My only concern is that France group. Yeah, I actually, I think Denmark will go quite far in the tournament, and I, 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 yeah, I get put off because they did beat France in both home and away in the Nations League. Um, don't massively disagree with the rest of it. I think uh, you'd uh, chuck Netherlands in there. I think Netherlands to win their group look pretty safe because it, it does look a fairly weaker group. Um, and I think Belgium as well. I think although everybody keeps writing Belgium off, I don't really fancy their group much. And I think they should um, they should uh, win that quite uh, comfortably. I don't mean MDs writing them off. They are ranked second in the world, <laughs> so they're not, uh, they're not exactly a bad side. Well, they're currently uh, so, getting beat from Egypt one 0 well, yeah. <laughs> so I've actually got uh, Netherlands, Argentina, Belgium, and Brazil all to win their groups, which is a 4.45 fourfold. So I think that sounds reasonable to me. And it's yeah. incredible the amount of markets there is across the World Cup. Some of the bookies have just gone probably OTT. And so I'm going to been made available. I'm going to throw some specials at you, and I just want. I want a yes or a no, but I also, uh, if you feel like delving deeper into some of these, four or more corners in each match of the World Cup, 11 to 8, Greg? Um, no, only because I've identified six or more corners in 66 to 1. Well, we can have so, 100 to 1 at Skybet on six, six plus corners in every oh, game. Wow, lovely. So there you go. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of goals, Dev, one or more goals and one or more cards in each match at 150 to 1. Yeah, I quite like that. I actually looked at there being a card in every game um, and I think it was, uh, what was that, 8 to 1 or something like that. I thought that was reasonable. Uh, there was only one 0-0 game in the 2018 World Cup in the whole 64, out of 64 games, only one 0-0. Uh, so, good chance, I think, of goals and cards and corners and Certainly, as Greg said earlier, penalties is a, a great shout, I think, in the world of VAR and the mental handball rule. Yeah. We'll get on to that in a quick second then. I've got a quick quiz time for you both again. <laughs> okay. Um, so, in the 2018 World Cup, how many corners was there? How many corners <laughs> in the 2018 World Cup? 64 games, I would say about 
<sighs> average. Let's go ten again. Six hundred and forty. Four hundred and fifty. So excellent math, Steve. Excellent, sir. Um, there was six hundred and six corners. So nine point six eight corners per match. You can get three to one on there being six hundred and twenty corners this time around. Whoa. So only fourteen more corners, three to one. So that'd be a great bet to have on the tournament. You, every single you match, love that. loving the corners. Every single match means something. I'm going to get on that. I think at three to one as a little interest bet. I think. I do yeah. like that. I like bets that you know are going to last at least the majority of the, the full tournament. tournament. The full yeah. tournament. Yeah. You're going to need like Set six hundred in the last game. On a similar vein, sorry, I was going to say the in terms of goals, it's sixteen to one for two hundred goals, which means you'd need an average of three point one two five per game. I think that's probably pushing it a wee bit. Yeah, that's a big ask. There was one hundred and sixty nine goals in the last World Cup, uh, just below two point five goals per game. You can get eleven to eight on one hundred and sixty five goals to be scored. Yep. Which I, I don't know how much the conditions are going to impact the games because let's, let's not forget it is in Qatar, it is hot, but we've had World Cups in other hot places. True. It's always hot True. in the summertime. Well, we've had World Cups in hot places. Yeah. We, we have. People think, oh my God, the World Cup's going to be in Qatar. It's going to be 50 degrees. It's not. It's going to be high 20s. So it's not as bad as everyone's making out. I think I've got my rant over. Um, Ecuador are the dirtiest team coming into this in their qualifying. Uh, 40 yellow cards and three red. I think followed by Brazil, Australia, Iran and Argentina in terms of the car count. I know we're quite tight for time today, but just two referees to highlight as well. Uh, from Uruguay, Andreas Matonte. Matonte, I think that's what it is. He used six points in cars per game. And the unproven like name of Kevin Ortega Ortega. <laughs> he is six point five six point four cars per game. So do you know if the referees have been pointed the pointed matches yet? I don't think I, so. I don't think it's I don't think it, seen it has either. So yeah keep it keep an eye out for these two. Uh, but I think Dev and I are very, very excited on the old corner markets, aren't we, Dev? Uh, yes. Corners, sorry, uh, corners and penalties. Sorry, penalties, penalties and cards and corners. Yes, all of that. That's what it's all about. Love it. And Just, also, I'm interested to see the card line in Iran v USA uh, when that starts. <laughs> that, that should be decent. They get Kofi and Anne and the referee that one, I think. <laughs> uh, just on the referees, we'll have a first female referee, I think, Stephanie Frappart, uh, who recently refereed, I think, one of Celtic's Champions League games, maybe the game in Madrid, I think. Yeah, uh, so she'll be referee as well. Uh, it would be remiss of us not to quickly discuss England's chances, given that there are three Scottish guys on a podcast. Div? Um, they're in really bad form, um, to be fair, coming into this. But I, I do think it's going to be an interesting one for European teams because the kind of the thing they always come out with it in World Cups is they're fatigued. Or they've got no excuse this time. They're only halfway through the season, not even halfway through, so they should be pretty fresh. But they've got an easy group, and they, they look as though they could have a reasonable run to it. I can't remember who I've got uh, beating them. Um, as long as they don't win it, I don't really care. I quite like them getting quite far. Um, I like on, them. Only to suffer the pain. Yeah, only to suffer the pain. Um, I'm just looking to see. Yeah, I've got them playing Senegal in the last 16 and then getting beat by Denmark in the quarterfinals. So that'll do me. Yeah, I think they've got quite a favourable draw. I don't think that group's going to be as easy as it probably looks on paper. I think Iran will be quite stuffy. USA would love nothing more than to repeat, was it 1954 the USA beat them? Something like that. Uh, and anything could happen in England v Wales, to be honest. But they will qualify from that group. I just don't think it'll be as straightforward. Uh, Greg, any thoughts on England's progress no, through the tournament? No. No. Um, I think for them it's a free hit. 
it's probably in my life too many way, it's the first World Cup where the expectation has been low yeah, by everyone, by fair. fans and pundits alike. So anything for them is a bonus, I think. That's fair. Um, in terms of outright, Greg, are you prepared to nail your colours to the mast? No, I'm not, but I'm keen to talk about penalties very, very quickly. <laughs> so the introduction of VAR in the 2018 Russian World Cup, there was 29 penalties awarded mm-hmm. in comparison to 13 at Brazil in 2014. Right. So more than double the number of corners given. We've seen what VAR's done to football. Um, definitely had a chat about the penalty rule as well. That's a real grey area. Lots of penalties been awarded for penalty, for um, handball in the box yeah. as well. So there's two or three markets that we really like to look of. So Paddy Power are offering 20 penalties or more of four to nine. That's probably my banker of the World Cup. There will be more than 20 penalties in this World Cup. I'm okay. fairly certain of that. Obviously, it's a very short price, but it's a very, very solid 49 shot, and it's probably my banker at that price. I'm also going to take 25-plus penalties at 11-8, to 8, which I think is a great bet. I really do think we're going to see 30-plus penalties in this tournament. And on that note, I'm going to take a 5-1 to one shot, which is 30-plus penalties at 5-1, wow. and there with Paddy Power. You are very keen on penalties. <laughs> and on the, red, on, on the red, car, red car markets, there's only four red cards in Russia in 2018, which is, I think, a, a tournament yeah. low across across all the World Cups. There was 10 at Brazil in 2014, 17 in South Africa. You're going to have to get 10 to get evens this time around. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I think nine, I think 10 um, may be a step too high. But yeah, there should be more than four, right enough. Yeah, Um just speaking of 10, one special that caught my eye for all the wrong reasons was uh, Paddy Power are going 4-1 to one for any player to score 10 goals or more. Now, that hasn't happened since 1970. That's a, lot, isn't it? That's a big ask. That is a big ask. Even in the <laughs> it's expansion. a terrible price, actually, coming to it as well. It's an awful price. <laughs> since, since 1978, the golden boot or the top goal scorer has been won by six or fewer goals. Uh, yeah. Only once has it been more than more than that. That was Ronaldo in uh, 2002. So I just thought that price was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Dave, before we wrap up, uh, who's going to win it? Uh, Brazil are going to win the World Cup, but I've got You're the, bet of, You're the bet of, you know that I'm going to bring a high value to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lotaro Martinez, yep. Golden Boot, 25 to 1. Yeah, Get yeah. your mortgage on it. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen him mentioned in a few places, but you are wrong. Argentina are going to win it. Messi is going to save this World Cup for all of us. Uh, they've got they've got quite a good good run at it. They play either France, or Denmark, uh, and then potentially Netherlands. Uh, whereas I think Brazil have got a wee bit of a tougher route through the, the knockout stages. Uh, so I, my money is on Argentina. Okay. Let's have a wee recap of our best bets for this weekend then. Uh, Greg, can you kick us off? Yeah, so starting in Scotland, um, Edinburgh City versus Alloa, and I'm taking Alloa over 1.5 match goals at 13-8. to uh, Moving into Division 2 in Scotland, the League 2 in Scotland, I'm taking Annan to score two or more goals at home to Elgin. And I'll just quickly share some of my World Cup bets mm-hmm. for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, which is Brazil, Argentina and France all to win their groups at two to one. And I've got a number of bets on the penalty markets, which is twenty-five or more penalties at eleven to eight and thirty or more penalties at five to one. Good stuff, and Dev. Uh, Scottish bets for this weekend is a 
three teams, three home teams, all to score over one and a half goals, which is Partick Thistle, Stanish Muir and Wraith Rovers. Uh, Ten quid on that. Did return about £66. It'll be a wee bit less than that now. Those prices have come in. Uh, Lotaro Martinez, Golden Boot winner, 25-1 to 1 in the World Cup. And I've got a first scorer, anytime scorer bet in the opening game, Akram Hafif of Qatar, who takes their penalties. 4.75 anytime. There you go. How about that? I love it. And just, to, it, just, just to remind everyone as well, um, 620 corners or more is 3 to 1. Cheer yeah. every corner come home over the next three weeks. <laughs> who's, who's that with, Greg? Um, that's with Bet365. But shop around, there might be other yeah. bookies off of that market. Indeed. Okay, now don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter for now until Elon Musk shuts us all down. Um, it's at follow Greg at Browning84 Greg and follow Div at PyNBov. Uh, and of course, if you want to get involved in more chat about Scottish football, then make sure you check out the forums at pyandbovro.com. And if you want to join Greg's channel, all the details are on his Twitter feed, so make sure you check that out there. That's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with the bets this weekend. Yeah, thanks guys, good luck. Cheers guys, all the best.